This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy April Fool's Day year. It's not even a day. It's just been a April <laughs> Fool's year. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening, and you're, I'm stuck in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses yeah, in the Morning. Do we even have to say that? Any, until further notice, we are, we are where we've always been. Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> uh, you're listening to uh, Horses in the Morning Horse Radio Network. It's April 1st, episode 2403, brought to you today by our dear friends at Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Oh, I know what this is. Tell everybody what that is in your hometown. In my hometown? Your old hometown. That was in Atlanta. Oh, I don't know then. I thought this was uh, Ellen's footage from New York. Take, take a listen. Well, about four days ago, we heard... So that's every night at 8 o'clock. The apartment complex is by the hospital. The shift changes at 8 o'clock. Every night oh. they come out in their balconies, and they do that every night when the shift changes. Ooh. And they said it's, on that one. it's growing every night. They said people are now coming out. And the other thing they're turning is they're turning their porch lights on and off. Uh, and apparently it gets louder and louder every night. Wow. That's in Atlanta? Yeah, in Atlanta. What, ho- what Near what hospital? It doesn't say. It just says Midtown Atlanta. Oh, wow. And it's been those big, tall apartment complexes that all have balconies. Oh, yeah. So they all come out in their balconies, and there's just like thousands of them out there every night. They built like a billion condos around that area. So it's just like, I mean, it's like people live it. Yeah, that's amazing. Woo, got me a little choked up on that one there. I know, me too. When I watched it the first time, I was choked up. (laughs) And I, I, I just thought you'd be proud of your old hometown. I am very proud. I loved Midtown. Um, Now... Glenn, it is April Fool's Day, and yeah. we have so much in store for y'all. <laughs> Not. We don't do April Fool's Day. I worked in real radio for too long where they played stupid jokes all the stupid time, and it was ridiculous, and I had to answer calls like, why is the phone ringing in the background? Like, because my co-host is an idiot, and that he thinks that's funny. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So we don't do it. I'm going to let Glenn do it. I never really wanted to either. I was never a big prank guy. So uh, I did notice that Horse Nation, Horse Nation and Eventing Nation are good for these. And we talked to her on Monday about whether they were going to do them, because I don't think April Fool's is going to have quite the same uh, feeling this year. Uh, and I, they did I one. I did see something. Who did one? What was Horse it? Horse Nation did one. Uh, you have to go over there and check it out. It's about the country of Greece and dunk- and donkeys. So go check it. It was very obviously April Fool's, though. I mean, I think they... They went a little extra to make sure you kind of knew that this was going to be an April Fool's joke. What's it about? Let me see. Um, Horse Nation. I'm trying not to give away the punchline, but uh, oh. <laughs> go check well, it. There's there's only one on Horse and Hound as well. Is there? Yes. Um, only one that I could see. Um, you want me to tell you the title of Horse Nations? Yes. It's Duber, Donkey Uber, Growing in Popularity in the Greek Islands. That could be real. 
Now, horse and hounds could not be real. Okay. You want the title of the horse yeah, and hounds? Sure. Genetic advancement means <laughs> genetics advancement means winged horses not impossible. Experts agree. <laughs> and it's a picture of a Pegasus, <laughs> like a flying. Like we really went way far off the edge. <laughs> Scientists have isolated the winged gene and its position on avian chromosomes and determined that it's only slightly different to that of four-legged mammals. So uh, they that's pretty clever, though, when you think about it. <laughs> splice. I mean, it makes it sound real. Yeah, you basically could splice birds and and horse. You know, they're saying that they're the state-of-the-art technology. It can already offered the ability to choose the sex as the of the foal but now you can choose whether you want winged foals <laughs> who doesn't want a winged foal i do i watched jumanji <laughs> 2 i want a winged foal <laughs> or jumanji 8 i don't know what it yeah, the most recent jumanji we finally did watch the last one i fell asleep it was oh, it was too what? much like the other two it was just the same thing over again it, it was, was like completely rerun <laughs> I mean, they're still in a video game. <laughs> Welcome to Jumanji. Now, I mean, I finally this. started the second night and got through it, but it was not. It was, uh, no. Hey, we're going to do a movie. Are you ready for my movie review or should we wait? Let's wait for that. I have a big announcement, though, that involves you. Hopefully oh. <laughs> we can get the technology to work. Maybe. <laughs> so um, we're m Monday night, 8 o'clock e Eastern time. We are doing a Facebook Live, the first ever Q&A with Monty Roberts. And this means that you'll actually be able to come on the screen with him on your video cam, on your webcam, and ask him questions and have a conversation with Monty yourself. I don't know that he's ever done this with this technology. So this is probably a first, and we wanted... Let me correct you. I know he's never done this <laughs> with this technology. Now, we're hoping that the host of the show will be one Jamie Massey Jennings. We're hoping uh, because she got a webcam hooked up and we're hoping we can get it figured out today so that she can actually host a show with Monty because I think having a certified instructor of Monty's hosting the show would be great. And then that means you could come on and you could talk to both Monty and to Jamie. Both. Oh, God. I'll stay. I'll stay out of the way. <laughs> Y'all can just talk to Monty. But no, uh, this webcam, Glenn. <clears throat> did they have webcams in 1982? Because this one's from there. Oh so no! So we will see what we can do. And I, I just there's not enough time to. No. Maybe I could go to Walmart. I looked at, at. You can get them at Walmart, but I looked at ordering one on Amazon, and all that kind of stuff is three to four weeks out now. Oh my goodness. If it's not food or, you know, toilet paper, it's three to four weeks out and they don't even put dates on it anymore. I so. do see the the uh the Amazon trucks just going like crazy. Every time I have to leave the house, I see them. Or they just drive by my house all the time. Well, the yesterday when they dropped off here, um, it was the first time I saw them wearing masks. Oh really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I'm so, tired of this. I'm ready to, for it to be over. Yeah, just so you know. No kidding. All right, Daily Winnies. All right, Daily Winnies. If I can find them. It's like you've never done this before. It's like it's new. Happy Ha, <laughs> ha,
Well, a very happy birthday to Dr. Madison Siemens. It's Dr. Siemens' birthday. We, we, we're trying to get him back on the show, so hopefully we can get him back on the show. Um, and also April Kamek, Kamek. Uh, Hannah Barker, and Jennifer Pig. And we said that, you know, it's Pig, because that we confirmed that in past years. Um, and I also wanted to mention that uh, uh, we do have coming up on the show today, we didn't mention that, uh, we bring you some fun Corona music today with John Bon Jovi. Chelsea joins us to let take me a- re- Let me repeat that. We are playing on our show, JBJ. Yes. I mean, come on. I know. Stick it, around. It is one of uh, Jamie's favorite uh, entertainers ever. Chelsea joins us to take a look at a Bizarre Festivals and author Keith Ryan Cartwright on his new book, Black Cowboys of Rodeo Unsung Heroes. So he's coming on to talk about that in our segment later in the show. That's once a month brought to you by Black Rains TV. So your turn. I love that, by the way, you have this. Uh, rec- it's a best of, uh, part, uh, like a little section. We just wanted to have something funny in the middle. And it's 10 Bizarre Festivals, best of from 2017. And I'm like, Glenn, was I on that? He's like, yeah, you're funny during it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, was <laughs> like, one of your, I, it was your good. It was a funny day. So we, I put I it on the best of. It's, I don't remember. It's really <laughs> Oh, I need to really work on like, well, what's the vitamin I can take to make my memory better? <laughs> you know what, though? Ginkgo. I think now uh, BC is going to mean before or before Corona. It, there's going to be a new BC now it, it, because it just <laughs> seems like everything before Corona was a was a whole different world, a different lifetime. Uh, mm. My turn. Daily your turn. Win. And I never did. And I need the happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> so my dear sweet cousin Diane, it is her birthday and she just beat cancer. So she's like a double birthday. So congratulations wow. and happy birthday, Diane. And it would not be April 1st if I did not wish happy birthday to the greatest of all time. The Lady Zenyatta. Can I just point out that she's like 16 today? Where is what she happened? at? She's still in Kentucky hanging out? Yeah, she's at Lane's End. Lane's she really End 16? Farm. Is she still having babies? She's still having babies. Yeah? She just uh, had another one, I believe. But she's had a lot of trouble, you know, a lot of trouble. But she now has some uh, on the ground. And I believe Rachel Alexandra, because if you do a search for Zenyatta, Rachel Alexandra comes up and, you know, she can't be, have any more babies, but she has a baby on the ground who's now having babies. So (laughs) great grandchildren at this point. She's a grandma. (laughs) Actually, she's her daughter's in full to Curland, I believe. So yeah, good times. Good times. (laughs) Sorry. I think I get a little carried away when I start Googling my favorite racehorses. (laughs) Well, let's talk about one of your favorite performers. Oh, so God, do you want to explain okay. what this is or do you want me to? Let, let me just explain why I get this like favorite performers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's John Bon Jovi and he's great. And he was the like the first concert I went to as a kid. And it was just 
John Bon Jovi and Living on a Prayer and that whole album really spoke to me. And then later on in life, like all of his albums kind of spoke to me. And then that's why I sang it on the air. Like I sang John Bon Jovi with who was the the John Fusco? You know, that yeah. was John Bon Jovi singing yeah. songs we were singing. Um, I've always been a super fan. And but like not crazy. Like I don't want to like make out with him or anything. I just <laughs> like his music. I've never been attracted to him, but somehow everybody pigeonholes me in my wedding. <laughs> vows chad had written you know you have to write down all the things about the person you're marrying and chad and my minister actually said chad never knew he'd marry a john bon jovi fan <laughs> in our wedding vows like on the beach like we we're getting married and i was like but i used to get made fun of in high school for being such a john bon jovi fan and then i bought the best of because it came out and i went home and i played it and we were having like all these kids over and every freaking kid knew every word to every song okay yeah, so see, that's the thing about a song is you do know the words you know the words because they're played Everybody. in every uh, mall in america <laughs> so it's like, yeah because yeah, he's a great <laughs> singer songwriter and kmart are, are there any kmarts left poor kmart um or, so anyway yeah. the, john bon jovi is also a, an amazing guy who is very charitable and he started these restaurants called soul kitchen jb jbj soul kitchen and you can go in and you can have a meal and then you volunteer, like you can either pay for your meal or you can go wash some ditches or like be a hostess or clean tables or something like that. So it gives people an opportunity to have a little bit more pride and work, you know, and, and instead of just getting handout, they participate in and uh, getting and he themselves goes in and a helps. meal. He washes dishes, he cooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, he's pretty cool. So he did this segment with Jimmy Fallon and, and you can take it from here. All right. Um, so he did this uh, song, it's called do what you can. And he got this from uh, an inspiration when he was washing dishes at one of the restaurants during the whole COVID thing. He said, you know what? I, there's a song here and, but he wanted to open the song to the world. So what he did is he sings the first part of the song, goes into the refrain, and then he invites people to finish it, to do their own verses and, and lyrics and to play along and to sing along. And literally there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of people that have submitted. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to play two for you. I'm going to play his original, so you kind of get it, and then I'm going to play what some, what, and I just picked out three of them that I thought were, were fun. Uh, the lyrics were good or the, you know, the musicians were good. And some of them, they don't even have their names on them. It's just, they're there playing. So this is what he did. Uh, and this so is basically setup. they get to sing a song with John Bon Jovi exactly and some of them that's you know a split screen some they did it themselves and it's just really cool that he opened this up and listen to the words of this tonight they're shutting down the borders and they boarded up the school Small towns are rolling up their sidewalks One last paycheck coming through I know you're feeling kind of nervous We're all a little bit confused Nothing's the same, this ain't a game We gotta make it through When you can't do what you do You do what you can This ain't my prayer, it's just a thought I'm wanting to send Round here we bend but don't break Down here we all understand When you can't do what you do You do what you can 
taking a little Bob Dylan approach to it. Yeah. By the way, he looks good. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the gray hair. But he looks I good. Mean, it doesn't look like he's had a ton of work done like some of the others. He actually just looks like John Bon Jovi. So, yeah. so now this is somebody, and no name, but I, I picked this one out, and literally there were thousands, and I must have played a hundred of them. Uh, but this guy just plays well and sings well, and this is how he took it from where uh, where Bon Jovi left off. But let's just keep all these rules For the old and for the young And for me and for you When you can't do what you do You do what you can This ain't my prayer It's just a thought I'm wanting to sin Down here we pray but don't break Down here we all understand You can't do what you do So there you go. I mean, this guy was really good. And he played along. I mean, it's just good. So we're going to play a couple more of those uh, throughout the show. I have a couple more picked out for you, too. When you can't do what you do, Glenn, you do, you what, do you what you can. You can. It's and catchy, that's what... by the way. That's going to be in your head the rest of the day. <laughs> I know. It's really good. And, and I love the fact that he actually said that out loud while he was washing dishes in the JBJ Soul Kitchen. Somebody was taking a picture and they're like, you're washing the dishes. And he's like, when you can't do what you do, you do what you can. He was like, oh, my God, that's a song. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> and it's catchy. It's actually catchy. So we'll play a couple more of those as the uh, show goes on. You watched a movie that you hated. So tell us about it. Oh, yeah, it was just terrible. Oh, my God, it was so good. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It's called Ride Like a Girl. And I, I thought I could get it free somewhere, but it turned out I had to rent it. And I rented it with... Um, on I believe it's Amazon Prime, I think. Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah, but they also have it if you have direct TV is like one of the things you can just click on and buy. Uh -huh. Um, but it was a dollar cheaper on Amazon Prime, six ninety nine, seven ninety nine on direct TV. Uh <laughs> I, I bargain shop, okay? Um <laughs> we all are bargain shopping right now. <laughs> this movie was fantastic. We had just a ton of rain yesterday and I kind of sat down on the couch and Lucas actually wanted to watch it with me. And it is a, a, a story about the Payne family. And eight out of the 10 children became jockeys. The dad was a, a, I don't know if he was a jockey. He was at least a trainer. And he is played by Sam Neill, who has an amazing Australian accent. You'll recognize him if you see him. The jockey was played by Teresa Palmer. And Stevie Payne played himself. And that is her uh, Down syndrome brother. And he played himself through the whole movie. I wish I knew... Um, which scenes were the actual race because they cut to a, like a lot of the races are they watched on TV. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of that was um, actual races of the horse. And anyway, I don't want to ruin any of it. It just, you guys, if I can 
wholeheartedly recommend a horse movie. I recommend this one. And I'll tell you what, do you know how many fake Winnie's they had in it, Glenn? <laughs> yeah. How, how many did you count? Zero. Really? Not a one, <laughs> not a fake Winnie in the movie. Uh, it was directed by Rachel Griffiths. I don't know who she is, but she must be a horse person because oh, yes, horses cannot Winnie when they're running flat out. She understood <laughs> that. <laughs> and, and if, when you pull them up, I don't use to sl- slam them on the brakes. They don't Winnie. anyway it was super good i was really um really pleased is sam neill really known for do you remember i don't but you i bet you'll tell me jurassic park oh my god that is the jurassic park guy in the first ones right it is yes well he's got an australian accent in this one and i totally bought it (laughs) he's He's irish i think or english Uh, or something he's uh, northern ireland uh, i think yeah. yeah. Well, he did a really good job as the dad and and um this movie whether you like it or not, you will cry. And you will cry out of like sadness at times and you will cry out of happiness at times and you will cry. It's just a phenomenal movie. Like phenomenal. Lucas actually sat down he's like, snapping he watched the whole dang thing with me. The whole thing. He did really? ask some questions. Yes, the whole thing. Huh. Cuz it is captivating. It's captivating. He didn't even know. I'm like, this is a, the Kentucky Derby of Australia, buddy. And, you know, because it's a great, uh, it's just awesome. The Did he whole say, what's thing the is- Kentucky Derby, please? <laughs> oh, God, no. Wait, you think my child doesn't know what the Kentucky Derby is at six years old? Please. He's watched it every year. <laughs> it's a holiday in our house, Glenn. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, that's so, good. I, you know, I was wondering good. if you'd like it. We had other people review it on the show. I think Joy came on and talked about it. And everybody if you that's. Hear a- Watched a good it, review, like yeah. It. Joy yeah. actually reviewed it on Retired Racehorse Radio. Oh no, she came on here, she didn't came she? On here, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. a lot better movie reviewer than than I am. She was a little more prepared. Um, but I wanted to see good. what it got in Rotten Tomatoes because that'll be interesting to see what the mainstream people and not horse people think about it, right? Okay. Uh, so let's see what they're saying. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes has it at sixty-two percent. 62%. Oh, that's the tomato meter. The audience yes. score is 64%. So so apparently not everybody's horse people. <laughs> so. I mean, isn't it like anything over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes good? Yeah, that's right. That is good. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that was, and yet Sonic the Hedgehog tied it. So there you go. No. Yes. <laughs> Freaking Ryan Reynolds fans. <laughs> Isn't that Ryan Reynolds? Sonic I, the Hedgehog. I, I don't. Know. You, I can't do really it. Lucas wants to watch about it Sonic so the Hedgehog. <laughs> Onward was really good, by the way. If you haven't seen Onward, that one was. Is that the, the one with Tom? Um, Tom, uh, who was in that one? Tom Holland is the, yeah. there. It's it's like a Pixar movie, and it's it was like. Is that the one with half the dad? Yes. Okay. I saw the trailer for that. Yes. So they, they magically comes back. It is bizarre, but it, it's very bizarre. Okay. But I mean, there was somebody that was doing a lot of drugs who like came <laughs> up with this idea. <laughs> Strangely, I bawled at the end. I don't, I mean, I like, do you I mean, cry at every so... freaking thing you watch? Probably, but no, this one was like really touching onward. If you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a very strange movie. And they're saying it's, it's got a um, tomato meter uh, audience score of 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so wow. there. All right, we'll um, have but, to watch that one. 
It's it's really good. It's very bizarre and is very very touching at the end. But it was um the guy who played Peter Quill, Star Lord. So it was like in and Spider Man. So it's the two Avengers that Lucas really liked, and so he well, let's go see Star Lord and Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of it? Did he like it too? Oh my God, he loved it. Yeah, he loved it. We went to see it with this is before movie theaters shut down. <laughs> we went to see it right before they shut down movie theaters, and he went with uh, my friend Larissa and her two twins, and so they all three sat together. And the twins are five, and he's six. And, oh my God, they were like cackling, laughing. I was sharing popcorn. It was like this <laughs> super kid day. It was like the greatest movie of all time. And then we're like, let's go to Chick Fil A. We'll play in the playground. We get to Chick Fil A, and the playground. Is closed. <laughs> coronavirus. It's a germ factory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know who is not closed at Stateline Tech? I actually talked to them yesterday, and they are up and running. They said they have about seventy percent of their warehouse staff is still operating. We need them. They, we need Stateline Tech. They can't close. <laughs> well, this is the deal. If you're wondering why some of your favorite stores, uh, tax shops, or businesses. Uh, your favorite brands are closed and some aren't. I found out why. So in most states, you can get an exemption for agriculture if they sell products that are for the health of the horse. So if they sell anything that's bottled, basically, you know, a liniment. Supplements, yeah. liniments, stuff yeah. like that. If, oh. But then a company like uh, ERS that had to close down, which is English Riding Supply, only sells breeches and boots and clothing and helmets. They had to close because they don't sell that vital stuff for the horse. So a company like Stateline Tech and Dover and all the rest of them can stay open because they do sell that stuff. But if a tax shop doesn't sell it and they're in a quarantine state, then that's why they're closed. So there you go. I found that out. But they're having a seclusion showdown. Say that fast. A seclusion showdown over at Stateline Tech right now with show specials. I think trying to clean out the warehouse a bit here because... I mean, they have Gatsby stuff at 35% off, Kensington sheets at 25% off. They have uh, all kinds of leather boots at like $59, equine couture at 25% off. <laughs> There's pads. a sale on George Morris apparel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that 100% off? Is it Clear free? that out. Clear it out. <laughs> You get, get a free it. one with everything you order. <laughs> Every time you buy something, we give you George Morris. <laughs> it doesn't say that, by the way. But no. <laughs> up to, Sorry, up to 75% off on all this different stuff. And then I also noticed, apparently, they did get their fly sheets in. Because oh, my God. There's I got to get the, the Amigo Mio combo fly sheet. It has the neck and everything. 50 bucks. They must have 1,000 fly sheets listed here. There's, who knew there were this many fly sheets in the world? I did not know that. It is, yeah. Oh my God. They, There's some that you They do would have not. a note that says uh, we're doing everything to ensure your orders are shipped quickly and safely and closely monitoring stock and that delivery times may be running a little longer than usual. Of course, you know, everybody is. So I have that zebra fly sheet. Do you really? You have the yes. zebra one? And, yes. and remember, we had somebody on talk about the science of why that was that flies yeah. don't leave. And I don't remember why, but. Uh, I don't know that we quite believed it at the time, but <laughs> well, I I don't know, but you know what? What stays away from from Zara when she wears her zebra fly sheet? All the other horses. <laughs> <laughs> they are terrified of her. That is the worst thing ever. And do you see the Amigo Evolution fly sheet that's there? That's in the teal green and the orange. 
that you could see from the top of a mountain? Yes. Yeah. I, 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 they explained that to me when I was at a trade show. Apparently, they determined fly, and I don't know how they asked the fly this, but they determined that flies can't aren't really attracted to teal green and orange, which is why they use teal green and orange. You know, my problem with fly <laughs> sheets is that the horses get so hot in them. So yeah. I wonder if that one gets extra hot or is it, you know, I mean, I, I guess know. some climates, it doesn't matter. You know, we try and not put them on, you know, it gets over 90 here. We've been having over 90 and we just, I just don't put them on over 90. It's just too hot. Um, unless they're in the shade a lot, then I guess it would be okay. But <clears throat> yeah, I know some people to put them on all summer and never take them off. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, my but. horses take them off. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ooh, you can buy the zebra fly rug. It has the neck and the belly guard. And if you buy two or more, they drop the price. It's five bucks a piece. Three or more, they've dropped it. Eight bucks. Wow, that's a good deal. So check out Stateline Tech if you are looking for fly sheets. I really like that Loveson zebra fly rug. 60 bucks. And it's got the neck and the belly guard, too. Mm-hmm. There we go. Dig All it. right. So I asked, we had our vet actually canceled uh, that we had signed up for today, canceled at the last minute last night uh, for an emergency. And I don't know what it was. And I was, we were, we're almost afraid to ask when somebody says they have an emergency anymore. Yeah. Don't ask. Uh, I don't want to know. It's just, I don't want to know. So we've been saving this one in our best of file for a long time. This was recorded back in 2017, and I thought you'd all you could use some humor this morning, and this is very funny. I actually listened to it this morning in, in its entirety. We were actually good in this one. What happened was to that, us after we 2017? Were funny? Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's a good day. Uh, but Chelsea, one of our listeners, was on with us. You're going to hear a little bit about Chelsea, who I got to check in with because you'll hear why I need to check in with her, actually. Um, and this was about 10 bizarre festivals and whether you guys would go to these or not. So let's take a listen to that. We're coming back. We have a well-known author on with us. Keith uh, Ryan Cartwright's going to join us about a book he did about black cowboys, and we have a lot more to discuss. Plus, we'll have a post-show for the auditors today, so hang on for that, too, auditors. But here is 10 Weird Festivals from 2017. Chelsea on. We have one of our terrific auditors, Chelsea Seavers, who we've known for years, and we got to see at Rolex as well. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jen. I she's hear... as cute as she sounds, by the way. Yeah, she is. She's adorable. And she is coming to us direct. I'm on vacation. From... <laughs> she, she's coming to us direct from the Jiffy Loop. So that's a first. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And now the reason we're having you on is two twofold. One is to congratulate you. You are now officially a doctor, a PhD. I am indeed. I'm I'm glad to know you're a doctor because I have this like tickle in the back of my throat. <clears throat> and I just is that no, that's not Oh, that's sorry. irritation, Never Jamie. Uh, that's irritation, Jamie. I work on the other end. Um, I work on colorectal cancer, so I can't can't help you at the top. Do you have any problems oh. there, Jamie? <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> I'll send you some photos. I've got questions. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you asked for that one. <laughs> well, this is great. Now you've been working in your field for a while in the lab. What 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 does this mean now? So what this means now is I'm sort of like a baby scientist, really. So I finished up sort of like my basic training part. And so I'm on a what's called the career path to be a physician scientist. So I am now doing my clinical training 
So I will actually start medical school now in August. So I have the sort of research component. Now they got to train me how to do the research. Or once I know how to do the research, now I got to get trained on how to deal with people. So um, that's sort of what's next for me. But in the sort of meantime, I'm, I'm off for a little bit, which is, I think, really exciting as a horse girl. Well, yeah, you got a whole summer off, right? Yeah, I have I have until August 21st off. So it's like my equestrian sabbatical I've been kind of laughing about. Now, let me get this right. I, I you know, I wasn't too good at uh, the whole college thing. So you've gone to college and now you've gone to college a lot more to get your your PhD and now you have to go back to college? Yeah. So I have a four-year bachelor's degree from Iowa State University in genetics. I then spent five years doing my PhD in pathology at the University of Wisconsin, and now I will spend another four years working on my MD at the University of Wisconsin. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a lot of years. (laughs) Eventually, I will graduate and be a grown-up, but (laughs) that is not today. (laughs) Okay. uh Jamie, are you feeling dumb right now? I'm kind of. No, uh, yeah. You know what? You know, I hear her talking and yeah. I'm like, talk, 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 talk. And then I think about the student loans. That's that what I was thinking, too. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking too. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> so I may be dumb, but I'm a... not broke. So <laughs> I don't have a yeah. student loan debt. Well, the PhD is great because they actually pay you because you're doing work for the university. So oh. there is debt, but not during the PhD part. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that's not as bad as you might think. Yeah. God, that's a lot of years. And co- I could never do it. I would have been bored <laughs> after a year or two. I would have never done it for, well, wait a minute, four, eight. You're going to be in school for 13 years in, in, in college. Yep. Plus the 18. Yep. Plus the 18. That's well, a lot of freaking years. <laughs> wow. It is a 12. very long path. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Well, congratulations on uh, now we can call you Dr. Chelsea. Do, do you, yep. Do you make the other half call you Dr. Chelsea? Just for the first day, but he then insisted that I must call him Master Ryan. <laughs> he has his master's degree, and I'm not sure we liked that. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> all I can think of, like, hello, doctor, please come in. Yes, have a seat. Let me take your temperature. Like, I don't want to know what you and your husband do. It's fine. <laughs> yes, master. See you, doctor. Oh, I can just go on for days. Uh, do you call your husband it, it Captain? Quickly. Do you call him Captain Chad? Well, he's not a captain, so uh, I mean, he's. Pa- I have to call him Lieutenant Colonel. Oh well, uh, I meant for. <laughs> I, I actually meant for uh, the airlines uh, captain, but oh um, well, the, he's only first officer, so I'd ha- that's like that's, that's like a demotion from Lieutenant Colonel. You don't. I know. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Chelsea. Would you do you want to hang around? We're going to have some fun this morning. It's been way too serious already on a Friday. So uh, I thought I'm sick of talking about horses this week. Uh, and and I also thought when I saw that you had the summer off and you were going to come on the show this morning. How about I f- give you some ideas of places to go this summer and things to do? 
That sounds good. Okay, because I have found a list of the weirdest summer festivals, and I want to ask you and Jamie whether you would go to these, whether these would be ones you would attend. And okay. I now, thought, are Chelsea and I going together, or? Well, some of these you may not want to, and some you might. There might be safety in numbers. We'll see. Okay, <laughs> so it's one of you, one of the other. Good answer. <laughs> Um, so the first one is very appropriate for horse people, and we should all be going. It's in Avalon, Ohio, or Avon, Ohio. It's June the 17th through the 19th, and it's the Duct Tape Festival. <laughs> Shouldn't we all, as horse people, be going to... Who knows more about duct tape than us? Well, they you have... You know a, what? I bet I can be... I can beat Michael Young at making a duct tape boot. I bet you could. I bet you could. Um, they have a duct yep. tape parade where all the floats are made out of duct tape. They have a duct tape beauty pageant oh where God. you actually make your clothing out of duct tape. Now, that's much easier since the colored clothing. I imagine it was all pretty boring when it was all like silver duct tape. So uh, I think that's much easier. I think that now. was the cool thing. I, there was a phase in like junior high where it was the cool thing to do is to make a duct tape wallet. I don't know mm-hmm. what that says about my junior high, but it was <laughs> it was definitely a, an in thing. <laughs> it says you grew up in Wisconsin, is what it says. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So would you go, Chelsea? Going to the duct tape festival? Um. I mean, no. probably not. I oh. think I would pass. Okay. No. Yeah. Both of you are pass. out for that one. All right. How about the UFO Festival in June 30th through July 3rd in Roswell, New Mexico? Floats, I'm in. <laughs> floats full of aliens and spaceships <laughs> lit up at night and hot air balloons and uh, Halloween costumes and bizarre street festivals and surreal street performers. Are you guys in? I'm in. The people watching there might be uh, pretty awesome. I, mm-hmm. Maybe. It's a maybe. I guarantee you the people watching is going to be awesome. I guarantee she's you that. She's so political. She is, it's she's a maybe. such a doctor. Uh, so how about in July, there's Le, the Lebowski Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm just not as into the Lebowski thing as most uh, or some. Uh, no. So no. I'm not going. No big Lebowski fans here. All yeah. right. Well, then. I do like white Russians. Yeah. Well, then you're going to miss the Black Bear <laughs> Combo Marching Band and the Bowling Party. I'm just telling uh-huh. you, you're going to miss those. <laughs> uh, this one's for Jamie specifically. How about the Chicken Show in July? And that's right. It is a chicken festival. It's in Wayne, Nebraska. It, it it also appearing at the chicken show is the Chickendales, shirtless dudes with brown paper bags over their heads on upon which chicken faces are drawn. And I have a picture of them. And let me tell you what they they've all been drinking, judging by their bellies. This is not the kind of chick, Chippendales that you're used to. I but- feel like a chicken festival would be more for like. In, in like a carnivorous way. Nope. Uh, this one is the... Na- they also have the... I'm sure they serve chicken, Jamie. They also have the National Cluck Off, where humans dressed as chickens shamelessly flap their arms loudly and cluck like chickens for prize money. That's giving us chicken owners a bad name. I'm going to pass. <laughs> There's also the free chicken stories at the library. educational. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a rubber chicken cucking contest and a cement chicken auction. You guys not aren't in for any of this? I don't even know what you're talking. I don't even know what you're saying. The world's largest chicken dance led by the local cheerleaders. There's that. (laughs) You guys are boring. (laughs) 
You're welcome for that. That's going to be in your head for the next nine hours. I can't can't say the next one. It's in New Orleans, and it has a long Spanish name. But you've heard of the running of the bulls in in Spain? Yes. Well, this is kind of like that. There is a running, and there are people running, but instead of being chased by bulls, they're chased by participant. They're chased by the local sexy roller skating women from the Big Easy Roller Girls. I think you're in. They're scary, though. <laughs> Have you seen some of those roller derby girls? They are tough. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't want to be chased <laughs> by them. <laughs> by the way, not surprisingly, there is a hangover party the day after, complete with skit contest, dramatic <laughs> readings, and Hemi- Hemingway lookalike contest. So there's that. Bunch of hot guys. Ooh, I might that be in awesome. for that one, to be honest. <laughs> Chelsea's in. All right, we got two for Chelsea, one for Jamie. Oh, all right, let's see. Now we're getting good. How about the mooning of the Amtrak on July the 9th in Laguna Nagal, California? Laguna Nagal? Uh, so this is the story. There's a bar there called the Mugs Away Saloon, which is located near the train tracks. Well, they got drinking in 1979, and they started uh, daring people to go out to the chain link fence and moon the trains that were going by. Well, it becomes such a big thing. It's now a festival, along with wet t-shirt contest, Mardi Gras-style bead flashing, and a healthy amount of gratuitous nudity, including where they all line up by the hundreds along the fence and moon the trains going by on July the 9th. And where is that? Because I'd like to get on that train. Laguna Niguel, uh, okay. California. Um, yes. So buy, my, buy my train ticket. <laughs> By the way, these are not all fat dudes uh, doing this. Judging by the picture, there are actually some good-looking people in the lineup uh, along the fence. So there's that. Tied it up for that one, Chelsea? I don't know. I'm I'm getting... uh, Butts are old news, man. I'm used to that. I don't know. I'm going to pass on that one. Oh, yes. I didn't think about what your job is. (laughs) Okay. Chelsea's out. I I get that. We'll give you a pass on that one. Oh my She's God. seen enough. All she does is see a butt along a fence and think, what's wrong with that? <laughs> All right, I got a... Oh, here's one for you, Chelsea. This one's the other parts. It's nudes of poppin'. This is in Roselawn, Indiana, July 16th and 17th. And this involves a copious amounts of naked men and women. It's at a nudist camp, and it, they get... Ten to 20,000 people a year come to the Ponderosa Sun Club Nudist Resort and uh, basically have, um, well, they have nude lineups and contests and uh, Miss Mrs. Nude Entertainer of the Year and Mr. and Mrs. Nude Entertainer of the Year. Um, in for that one, that's the other parts. Uh, I think I'm still shocked there's a nudist camp in Indiana. I didn't think we had those in the Midwest. I mean, that's pretty out there for us Midwest folk. It's a a summer fest. It's a summer festival. Oh, yeah. Usually they, you know, you hide the nudity with country music and a lot of beer. Usually that's the cover, you know, if you really want to get naked and party. It's a a country music fest. But uh, apparently they, no shame. Interesting. I'm going to pass. Are you in for the nude fest at the Ponderosa? You know, I actually went to a all-inclusive resort in Jamaica and did not realize that half of it was you wear clothes and half of it was completely naked. (laughs) And I had one of those moments of like, I made a wrong turn and I was like, oh my God, 
there's people that are naked playing life size chess. Like it's just not something that you need to see. So I'm going to say no simply because they just bent over. I didn't really want to know. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for that. I had to see it. And I've realized that most of the people that are naked are not people that are naked that I want to see. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about the great? You're welcome te- for that. <laughs> How about the great Texas Mosquito Festival? Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, they they, they have a mosquito yeah. chase. They have a dating thing where you uh, actually throw washers like the little round metals discs, and you go for distance, and then you have to date the person that threw it the longest. I don't know. It is a very strange festival. We'll skip the next one because Jamie is not in now. However. You grew up in Wisconsin, so you might be in. It's the Yale Baloney Festival in Yale, Michigan. <laughs> so there's that. Jamie's out for the Baloney uh, Festival. I'm, I'm not a big Baloney fan, but Beer and Cheese, those I festivals are great. I was going to say, yeah. Beer and Cheese Festival sounds amazing. I'm in. <laughs> well, you have those yeah, up there, right? Those ones are great. Yeah. Oh, yes. M- many, actually. <laughs> well, I have the ultimate and one. And the beer changes with the season. Oh, there. That's perfect. I'm in. You guys are in for the stout beers up there, too. You're not in for no blights. No Michelob light. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) All right. Here's the last one. August 3rd through the 6th. For those of you that couldn't find a festival to go to yet, uh, it's the Testy Festy in Rock Creek, Montana. Um, I'm just going to read it because I can't do it justice. True, there are several festivals in America where you can eat animal testicles, but how many? Oh my god! F- but how many feature an undi- how many feature an undie 500 of grown men and women racing tricycles in their underwear, a wet T-shirt contest, and a big balls contest where your man's you know what's are judged by a panel of women. Held on a ranch somewhere between Missoula and Butte Creek uh, in Montana. It's the biggest party of the year. And it also includes eating bull ball eating contest and on and on. How is Uncle Jimmy's not the title sponsor for this? <laughs> because he doesn't want those type of people. <laughs> Did you know you can Wikipedia that and it's called the Testicle Festival? Yeah, they just put Testy Festy here. <laughs> That's what they- I think they were trying to be politically correct. I don't know why I felt like I had to Google that. <laughs> Are you seeing the cut? <laughs> that was you? my first question. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't need to die. You know, um, let's move on. <clears throat> well, that's my last one for the day. So I don't think we've done. Oh, well, there is one from Wisconsin. And I bet you you've been to this one. It's in, how do you say it? Prairie du Sa- du- How do you say that town? Duchesne. Prairie Duchene. No, it's D-U-S-A-C. Prairie du Sac. Sac. We're stuck on Sac today. Um, Yeah, so... Okay. (laughs) Anyway. It's the Wisconsin... Yes, Prairie du Sac. There we go. Uh, Wisconsin State Cow Chip Throwing. I have not been to it, but I know people who have gone. Yes, and (laughs) do they actually throw it? They do throw it, and there's, um, in true Wisconsin fashion, lots of beer and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Beer and cheese now, and are poop. these people now doctors, Chelsea, <laughs> along with you? Um, don't answer that. Don't answer that. We don't need to. Some, some may be, but, you know, de-identified. We'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> well, I just thought, being the kind of doctor you are, this would be your festival. 
<laughs> there is no shortage of poop jokes. No, that. no. You know, from the horse life to the professional life. No, I bet jokes. you you've heard them all, yeah. too. I bet you you've gotten every poop joke there ever has been. Every butt joke, every proctologist <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're going to let you go on that note. Thank you, Chelsea. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm sorry, all Chelsea. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> She calls in on vacation, talking about being a doctor, and all of a sudden she's like the victim of proctologist jokes. I mean, <laughs> she's at the thing. Jiffy Loop for God's sake. I, what this is the most fun anybody's ever had at a Jiffy Loop. Let's be honest. Uh, mm. You know what? As a trainee proctologist, I bet she had to work her way up from the bottom. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. All right, we're going to go on that. We're going to take a break for. Uh, Wait, but one time this doctor told me he found something very alarming in my colonoscopy. It was a clock. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you can. Cooper submitted? What? <laughs> that was uh, C.W. Fields. He actually has 15, 13 subscribers, but God, he's good. <laughs> so uh, that was another one. In by the way, if you want to find these, you can go to hashtag do what you can. Just search for that on YouTube, and it brings up all the thousands of them that there are. We'll have one more. We'll play the show out with Mary Doyle at the end of the show. I didn't have a chance to do a pre-show bumper for uh, Corona, so I'll just, uh, there are only a couple things tonight. Uh, I have with uh, me Sarah uh, Near, who is a New York Times reporter and a horse girl. She actually is the one that did all the reporting for the New York Times on the whole, um, uh, what was what would we have her on? We had her on the show. We had her on a couple of the shows here on the network about the whole Me Too movement thing. 
uh, when George okay. Morris thing came down. So she she reported on that. And I reached out to her and I said, how you doing up there in New York? And she said that she's been very sick. She's had it. Uh, and she's just recovering in the last couple of days. So she's coming on to talk about what it's like in New York and also what it was like to have the disease. Uh, and she'll be on tonight at 5 o'clock on Horses in the Morning on the Facebook Live. So you can find that there. We're also planning another concert, hopefully next week. We can get another concert in. And then we did mention that we have Monty coming up. If you want to come on with Monty uh, and want to get in, in early so that we make sure we get you on the show and you have a question for Monty about your horse and you want to talk directly with him, you need a webcam, you need half-decent internet, and you need to send me an email at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. And you can get to talk to Jamie and Monty on the show. Okay, there is a large amount of uh, April Fool's jokes going on right now. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah, there's a text going around that says Governor of Oklahoma school children, Governor of Oklahoma school children will repeat same grade next year. And then you click on it, the the, the news, and it says, just get April Fool's. Blah, blah. That's and not then, a good one to not do. Not okay. No. And then Edmond, Edmond Public Schools, which is Edmond, Oklahoma, which is north of Oklahoma City. Moments ago, the State Board of Education voted that Oklahoma students should return to the classroom for the remainder of the school year, as many of our students didn't do not have access to Wi-Fi, blah, 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 blah. Wash your hands. Um, I, I mean, it's a joke, but it's not very funny. It's not funny. a good joke today. <laughs> you know what? Get dressed, Lucas. We're going to Edmond. It's <laughs> just not. You know, it just doesn't seem right today. It really doesn't. Yeah. Especially uh, those particular jokes. That's not cool. This is a global pandemic. They're going to okay? have somebody showing up at the school saying, oh, I thought the school was open. Uh. Exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? Sorry. <clears throat> so anyway, that's the coverage. Do, Hopefully we'll have can. a concert for you next week, and we're working on lots of other things as well. We're working on my internet to make sure I can be a part of the Monty thing. It's I think so your internet's going to be fine. It's your ancient equipment we're worried about. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> you have very good internet. Hey, did you listen to any of the best stuff? That was, you were really funny. Um, yeah, I, I listened to the end. I had to run out to the house because um, I needed to they're putting plants in the front of my oh, current wow. new house that hopefully I'll live in within a month. And, uh, I had to wait a minute. Three weeks location. ago, they said three weeks. I know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm, when you can't do what you do, Glenn, you do what you, you do, do what you can. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I heard the end and I heard all that. You can find anything on Google. Chelsea Google is funny too, jokes. by the way. Chelsea's yeah. funny. She was She's good that lovely. day. I got to check in with her and see how the proctology thing's going. Uh, I don't think I'd want to know. Like, you know what? You do what you do. Okay? I gotta ask I'll do you what at the I very can. End there, did you look up those jokes as we were, or did you have those off the top of your head? Oh, no. I know all the proctology <laughs> jokes by heart, Glenn. All right. Coming up, we have a uh, guest. Uh, this is our the first Monday, first Wednesday of every month. We have Black Rains TV. It's Groundhog Day, Glenn. You don't know what I day don't it is. Know. I woke up to Jennifer this morning and I said, yep, it's Groundhog Day. It's just another day doing the same thing. Do you know I set my alarm yesterday to do this show uh, yesterday? Uh, how'd that go, the show? Yeah, um, <laughs> I I was very lonely. <laughs> I actually got up, made coffee, and I was like, okay, I got to do this show. And Chad comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I got to work. And he's like, it's Tuesday. I'm like, I, no, it's not. So all day yesterday, I thought it was Wednesday. So today, I barely woke up because I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> I did get a message while we were, while we were playing that song. 
I got a message from one of our listeners that asked how Chad is doing because you know they all have a crush on him, so they're concerned. Because he's uh, amazing. Is he doing okay and he's still flying or whatever, but being safe? I told you that they were uh, the airlines were giving them an option to not fly for either a month, three months, or six months, and they were going to pay them a certain amount. I mean, it like ha- basically half of what they get um, to not fly. And so he signed up for it. I mean, it was hours and hours of discussion, going back and forth, crunching numbers, seeing what we can do, and and I, and so I got him convinced to do a month, and he was sold on the month, and he put in for the month, and he checked yesterday, and the airline was like, "Never mind, we made a mistake. We can't do that." So what are like, they doing? Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? So he has had only one call out since this whole thing because he was on vacation for quite a while beforehand because it was spring break. And so he actually flew Monday and he said he was in Dallas, the airport, and he was like the only one there. He's town? like, it's I so creepy. Are, are even the food places and stuff open? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I'm sure he didn't visit those places because yeah. he just went right to his flight. He was like, he sent me a picture of the terminal. Dallas, DFW, which is booming all the time. Nobody was there. Was anybody on his flight? Yeah, he said there was about 40 people on a 200 They each seat. had their own row. They, there was no yeah. social distancing problem. <laughs> like, well, they won't, they won't fill up the planes anyway because right. they social distance everybody. I don't know what that distance well, is and why it matters with recycled air, but whatever. <laughs> I found out why. I thought, why hasn't Trump just shut the airlines down to stop travel? And I found out why yesterday, and, and I didn't know this. It's because most of those planes are also filled in the bellies with mail and packages. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that our regular airlines delivered a lot of the mail and they make a lot of money doing that apparently. Yeah, they deliver packages, there's cargo. I mean, it's not just mail, it's just cargo that yeah. they move too. I, I mean, they that. they fill those things up trying to they 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 make as much money as they can on each flight, you know. Well, we're going to give our guest a call here. And uh, we're going to be talking to Keith Ryan Cartwright. He's an American storyteller, journalist, adjunct professor, and author. He has interviewed the most interesting people in the last 20 years, including presidents, Nobel laureates, congressional and military leaders, Grammy, Oscar, Emmy, Tony, and Pulitzer Prize winners, Olympic gold medalists, and cowboys and cowgirls. For more than a decade, Cartwright has chronicled the history of the rodeo and the Western way of life. It, I, just, I just think that's an interesting dichotomy from the interviews that he does for other stuff and what he does for a hobby is the western way of life Mm -hmm. so uh let's get him on to chat about that well keith thank you so much for joining us today and uh uh hanging out with us i don't know how many interviews you're doing by uh, on the phone right now but where what state are you located in are you i'm in tennessee i'm right outside of nashville in uh murfreesboro oh yeah yeah murfreesboro that big horse country there a lot of horse shows in murfreesboro Absolutely. At yeah. the, um, I think it's called the Miller Coliseum. That's right. That's exactly right. So are you um, are you in lockdown mode in Tennessee? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stay, uh, stay at home. Um, you know, I basically only head out to the grocery store once in a while to pick up a few things. Otherwise, I'm, I'm here. Have you found it? You're a writer, obviously. We talked about uh, all the work you've done. And have you found it easier to write now, or is it just distracted? Or oh, Man, it's... Um, I wish it was easier, because obviously um, <clears throat> I have time, but um, 
the uncertainty is kind of a distraction, actually, in a in a way. I've heard that from a lot of writers. I'm a lot of friends with a lot of writers on Facebook, and they've and some of them have been really motivated and pumping out the pages, and some of them are going. I just I keep thinking about the future and going, why am I writing this? I should be writing something else, you know. Uh, so that's I think that's interesting for all artists, right? We all we all have that. Uh, what, should I be doing something yeah. else? Am I what is what I'm doing now important? <clears throat> yeah, ex- exactly, and and not only are you contemplating is what you're doing? Cause I know what I'm doing is important. The stories I'm telling about black cowboys that have never been told before. Um, but you, you're just trying to stay informed. And, you know, last week was kind of crazy because everything was changing, not just day to day, but throughout the day. <clears throat> and now as the news becomes a little more, repetitive it's the same you know the story isn't evolving as much i do find that um i'm i'm kind of coming out of that haze of distraction and um and today we'll see how things go i I plan to um sit down and and work work on a work on a chapter so let's talk about that. I, you know, I, I mentioned all the different people that you've interviewed and the articles you've done and the things you've done. And then it just seems out of left field, that, you know, that for a long time you've been chronicling the history of the rodeo and the Western way of life and everything. And that's where the book, it's Black Cowboys and Rodeo Unsung Heroes. Where'd the fascination with that come in? Um, so I guess it would have been about 12 years ago now, um, Ty Murray introduced me to Murtis Deitman, and um, little by little, I I got to know Murtis, and then I I spent a little time with him, and um, it's kind of tough having conversations with him over the phone, though I I have done that. Explain who he is, for those that don't know. Uh, Well, Murtis is in his 80s, and um, back in the day, he was the first African-American rodeo cowboy to ever qualify for the national finals uh rodeo and so that was back in the 60s i think 65 would have been the first year he went to the nfr and by 1967 he um he finished third in the world and um that was obviously during the height of the civil rights movement and so for a, a black man to have such an accomplishment um in what is you know kind of largely and and sometimes wrongly perceived as as a as a sport for you know um well that a lot of people thought it was all white and it's really not and um that's kind of what was my introduction and and originally i thought i would write a biography of murtis and then i thought to myself at as I got to talking to him, the more and more he and I talked, the more he would tell me about other cowboys. And, oh, have you ever heard of, you know, Freddie Gordon? And have have you ever heard of, um, oh, uh, Willie Thomas? And he just, he would always, there would always be some other name, and then he would tell me a little bit about that person. And I got to thinking, um, if I write a book only about Murtis, if people are fortunate enough to, to read it, will they think he's the anomaly when in fact he's not an anomaly? And so that's what sort of led me down the path of putting together a collection of 
stories that kind of kind of cover the history. What were you, what were you in all of those stories you're putting together? And the book's going to come out when, by the way? Uh, twenty twenty one. Well, okay. unless then we've got a lot of uncertainty now with <laughs> yeah, right. what's exactly. happening in the world. But the plan is twenty twenty one. Okay. So, what has surprised you in these stories that has caught you off guard, maybe? Well, um, when I first started to explore, obviously, a lot of the initial names that Murta shared with me, they all those guys were within about a 90-mile radius of Houston. And so I thought, man, Houston is the hotbed. Houston is the, the, the place where it, it, like, home base, where it all derived from. And then um, as my research um, bore out, um, man, o- Oklahoma probably as a whole state has even a deeper and richer history than, than the Houston area. And so I think that was a little bit of a surprise to me that, that, that there's such a deep history um, of black cowboys in Oklahoma, you know, and that goes all the way back to um, it was a, a, a black former slave who, taught Will Rogers how to trick rope. Um, I didn't know and that. And then, obviously, you had to, yeah, yeah. Will Rogers, um, as a boy, um, learned how to, learned, how, learned his first tricks with, uh, with a rope um, from, a, from a, a, a man who worked for his father. And uh, he happened to have been a former slave. And then, uh, and then obviously, Bill Pickett's famously from, uh, well, he's from Texas, but, you know, worked at the 101 Ranch there in, in Ponca City. But, um, you know, you look at the LeBlanc family, they've been, they've been hosting an all-black rodeo every year without fail uh, since 1954 in Okmulgee. And at one time, that was just one of about a half a dozen all-black rodeos that, that they had in, in um Oklahoma, you know, there was Seminole and Drummond, Bowley, Grayson. Um, a lot of those have fallen by the wayside. I, I think they still do one in in Bowley, but they stopped for a while. And and I know Grayson is is going, but it was it was on and off, you know. Whereas Okmulgee's the only one that since 1954 they've they've never missed a year and. It's in August, so hopefully that's far enough down the road that that um, we can kind of turn the corner from where we are in the in the country and in the world, and and they won't they they won't miss twenty twenty. So, when um, are we seeing more black cowboys in the rodeos today? Or I, I you know, I, we know what it's like on the English sports side of uh, the horse world. Uh, you know, it's it, there's there's some there's more coming in than has ever been coming in in the past, which is a good thing. Uh, but it's still you know majority white. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still. I would say rodeo is, is still obviously majority white and a lot of it has to do with um opportunity and and the expense and you know there's there's a there's a lot of kids who um who are growing up and would probably be really good um um 
tie-down ropers, you know, kind of like Shad Mayfield. I mean, there's a handful of black cowboys who um, who are really making their mark, you know. About this time last year, uh, Ezekiel Mitchell was making his mark in the PBR as a bull rider, and it was like, wow, he's, he's if he makes it to the – to the uh, PBR World Finals, he'll be the first African American to do it in 14 years, and only the fourth one. And then by the time the finals came, it was not only Ezekiel, but a Dalton Castle made it as well. Um, and now I don't know what'll happen this year with everything sort of on hold. But um, we went from 14 years with no African American going to the PBR World Finals to this year, Dalton looked like he could go obviously back. He was rookie of the year, first African American to win the PBR rookie of the year. And then um Ezekiel Mitchell is en route to returning to the PBR World Finals. And his cousin, Unsi, looked like he could make a play to go. So you could go from zero to three in a matter of two seasons, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's only three out of about 40 guys that'll go to the world finals. Um, <clears throat> but that's a, that's a big increase. It, does that make sense? No, it makes I mean, sense. Yeah, so it does make sense. It's moving in the right direction. Not, and it's not to me, it's, it's not only about how many people are doing it. Cause there's so many open rodeos and backyard rodeos and smaller, um, on a, on a smaller level, but you, you need to get, you need to get African-Americans and, and any other man, um, Asians or native Americans and all that. It's whenever they can succeed at the highest level. So in bull riding PBR and other rodeo disciplines at the NFR level, when they have success in those two organizations, that's when people see it. That's when people recognize right. it. That's when people begin to understand um, the 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 uh, the importance of the story. It just opens it up for more conversation, and it'll begin to inspire the kid who you know was content with going to um, just a backyard rodeo or an open rodeo down the you know ten miles from his house. And now maybe he's willing to say, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enter that lower level event for the PBR, and but and and make the commitment to drive 12 hours and have to get a motel room or shack up with another buddy that's going. You know what I mean? And figure out a way to push, to push forward because when no one was doing it, and and Murtis went out there, and Murtis wasn't really the first African-American to turn pro in the PRCA. He was just the first one to make a commitment to himself and, and to the, to the journey to do it full time nationwide and to make a push to say, I, my goal isn't just to compete. My goal is to go to the NFR. My goal then isn't just to go to the NFR. It's it's to win a world title in spite of whatever anyone thinks. 
Right. I think it's cool that you're putting this down and, and really saving this piece of history. You're 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 where where there's not a lot written about this. So I think it's neat that you're doing this. I hope that uh, I hope you let me know when the book does come out and we'll promote it here for sure. It's a great story. Yeah. I'm like I've been listening to you just fascinated. And Jamie's so in cool. Norman, Oklahoma. So she's in the heart of all of that up there. Well, uh, yeah. You know, and I um well that's great cuz I I well I was planning on being in Norman in May, and now I'm not 100% um, sure if my trip in May will take place because I was going to go stop at the university. Um, there's a couple people there that have sort of become mentors to me, <clears throat> and um, there's no real direct tie in no- with the university to some of the black cowboys, That's but but there's a there's a large amount of um, very very successful black cowboys who who went to Oklahoma State and and were and they were on the rodeo team. In fact, um, Cleo Hearn and um, and Bud Bramwell uh, they're the two they're the first two African Americans to ever earn a college scholarship, and they went to Oklahoma State University. Huh. Um, and Bud actually. Uh, still lives in um, Stillwater, and he's from Connecticut originally. Look well, at Oklahoma bringing in like I know. You know Look at some you. You interesting awesomeness. <laughs> okay, your Woo-hoo. website yeah. is keithryancartwright.com. If you want to see uh, Keith's other work and everything else is on the website there. We will definitely announce when this book comes out. And I want to thank Stanford from Black Rains TV, blackrains.com, for setting up the interview like he does every month. We really appreciate him. And I hope you're all being safe, staying in the house, uh, uh, and keep go-, go write something now. I'm going to. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you. You inspired me. Okay, good. Go right. <laughs> uh, your goal is a thousand words today. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's getting a thousand words today. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to say I'd hit 2000. I could, I'm, I'm ready to um, write a, a chapter about uh, Steve Robinson. And I, uh, hopefully I've done enough preparation where i should just be able to sit and and go well go do it um eat your ramen noodles and uh we'll we'll keep in touch thank you all right talk to you soon what a cool guy you know what stanford always brings us the neatest guests he really does Yes, he does. And that's Black Rains Magazine, by yep. the way, not Black Rains TV, right? Does he have a TV yeah, show? Yeah, it's Black Rains TV and Black Rains Magazine. It's both, but you can find it all at blackrains.com. Cool. So uh, that's going to be it for today. Hang around, auditors. I don't know what we're talking about. We'll chat for a minute or two. Uh, and we'll be back here tomorrow is, what is tomorrow? Oh, it's Driving Show. It's the Driving Show with Dr. Wendy. And that was recorded on Monday, actually. It'll be out tomorrow. Uh, Jennifer helped with that because I didn't have a voice on Monday. And uh, we'll, all the corona coverage continues as usual. We wish you all the best. Stay safe, please. You can find all the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And uh, if you're interested in corona coverage and you missed it, just go to horse, horsesinthemorning.com, click on the banner, and you'll find all of it in one place there. Let's play the day out with one more of Bon Jovi's Crossover. Do what you do. Not.
do not Jamie. What you uh, this can. Uh, really isn't what I meant. Uh, how about we get Mary Doyle do it instead? Okay. Okay. No graduation aisle, no dance to wear that dress like to. That. that church <laughs> choir won't be singing. There'll be no table for two. But don't Aww. you forget the good people looking out for me and you. Nothing's the same, this ain't a game, but we're gonna make it through. When you can do what you do, you do what you can. This ain't my prayer, it's just a thought I'm wanting to send. Round here we bend, but don't break. Down here we all understand. When you can't do what you do, you do what you can. When you can't do what you do, you do what you can. There you go. Have a good day, everybody. Spade and Geld.